Hello from Cybrary and welcome to the show. If you've been enjoying the Cybrary podcast or 401 Access Denied, then make sure to like, follow, and subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes. We'd love to hear from you. Join the discussion by leaving us a comment or review on your platform of choice or emailing us at podcast at cybrary.it. From all of us at Cybrary, thank you and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of 401 Access Denied, uh, the podcast that really brings the latest trends and information around cybersecurity. I'm your host for the episode, Joseph Carson, Chief Security Scientist and Advisory CISO at Thycotic, and it's a pleasure to be here with you today. I'm really excited about today's episode because it's something that I'm really, I really enjoy doing in the past couple of years, and I've got a very special guest who will let him introduce himself. So, Ian, give us a, an update of who you are and what you do. Uh, yeah, thanks, Joseph. So really excited to be here today. Um, so I work in R&D in, in Hack the Box currently. Um, I've variously been a sysadmin, uh, an internal pen tester, and a security engineer um, in, uh, in previous lives. And so what, what I really uh, love doing is, uh, is building, uh, breaking, uh, but also what I liked was actually having the power to fix a lot of the issues. Um, so that, that was quite nice. Um, I love creating content, sharing knowledge with the community, and also learning from other people in the community. Like if I create a machine and it has a specific vector, a specific path, uh, nine times out of 10, someone in the community will probably say, hey, by the way, there's another way to do this. Did you know you could do this? And so, you know, it's, it's just a great way to learn from each other. Um, I also love doing research and yeah, uh, just working together with a super talented team here, here in Hack the Box. Fantastic. That's, that's great. I mean, I think we've got very similar backgrounds. I, I'm also, I love taking things apart and, and creating and trying to figure out how they work and then learning from others if there's other ways of yeah. doing things, uh, you know, either more efficiently or effectively. Um, so I think that's a great way. And, and one of the things, I mean, for me and you, we, we, we create a lot of content and we're helping educate yeah. the community. And I think that's one of the big challenges we've got in our industry is really a talent is, is trying to accelerate the path of learning. Um, you know, I, I spent years in university and, you know, self-learning and reading a lot of books. Yeah. Uh, but I think we really need to accelerate that. And I'd like to get kind of your thoughts on, on the, you know, the challenge we have on, on really, you know, getting new talent into the industry and accelerating, you know, the path from those entry levels up to, to really experienced professionals. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, we have this huge demand, especially where we're kind of at the intersection of two really uh, powerful forces, really. So you've got the cloud. And then you've got cybersecurity and kind of at the intersection, there's, there's just a huge, um, you know, huge demand that's, that's really, uh, we, uh, we just don't have enough people. And in cybersecurity generally, we still have quite an acute skills gap, as you, um, as you said, with millions of unfilled positions. So I guess, you know, from, from my experience, um, from my, uh, from my perspective, a university education, uh, uh, is awesome. It's great. But, you know, actually one of the things that I love about the industry is that you can get started with platforms such as, you know, Cybrary, of course, and Hack the Box and use those to level up and, and actually to, uh, to actually advance your career without having to, to have a degree or anything like that. And so here, here in Hack the Box, we're kind of, we're kind of a platform for people. If you've got the, if you've got the curiosity and you've got the drive and, and you've got the uh, the desire, you can kind of uh, you can use Hack the Box to get yourself ready for the industry. 
uh, in my opinion. And so we work with companies to identify some, you know, some of the best talent, uh, regardless of their level of education. Maybe they, maybe they didn't uh, go to university or or whatever, and that, and that's fine. You know, what matters is actually having the uh, having the skills, which which can be used by, uh, you know, um, in the real world. And so, from my perspective, what what we need to continue to do really is to promote the cybersecurity industry as being know a great place to have a long and rewarding and satisfying career uh something that you can uh, you can learn and grow as time goes on and it's also something that in my opinion it, it it really allows for social mobility right so there are millions of people um out there who maybe don't have access to university and, and stuff like that and you could use free platforms such as hack the box and cyber to really get going and and so you know what we need to do is to get a lot of these people that for who cybersecurity could be a really exciting and, and rewarding industry for them. I completely agree. And for me, you know, even even those who's been in this industry for a long time, um, I find that I always had to keep reskilling. And I can't just, you know, you can't just go back and, and, and study for another three or four years. You have to find yeah. other means of staying fresh with the, the knowledge. Um, so absolutely for me, you know, mm -hmm. using platforms like Cybri and, and Hack the Box as well, it's a way for me to stay, keep my skill up to date. Um, and the really, the big thing I really enjoy about it is the gamification side of things. It's really, it makes it much yeah. more rewarding and yeah, makes yeah. it more challenging and makes you think outside the box. Um, you know, how do you think gamification is really changing the industry and how you think it's, you know, also really, you know, benefiting uh, the professionals out there and those also getting into the industry? Okay, interesting. Um, interesting questions. I just want to say that thinking outside of the box is the hack the box uh, kind of motto. And so, <laughs> um, we, um, as a company, <laughs> since since we kind of started in 2017, um, have have really been trying to lead on the gamification side. Um, really, when something is gamified, right, it makes it fun and challenges you to do better and to retain the skills. Um, it's more engaging for people, right? It's not just a series of checkboxes, it's hands-on. And there's actually a lot of research um, from, uh, from academia that said, actually, you know, uh, gamification helps, helps people to learn more and faster. And so, you know, you can take your employees, maybe they're good now, but you can really make them really good with gamification. They can become super engaged. Um, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think it's, I think gamification has, has a massive role to play in, in, um, in the cybersecurity industry. Absolutely. And a question, question around, you know, it, for me, what it allows me to do is also focus on specific skills, you know, areas. Mm. So my background is all, you know, in, in identities and privilege elevation and escalation. Um, yeah. My area that wasn't so, you know, I, I've been a developer years ago um, and when you know, I was doing things like Perl and Visual Basic and and other kind of, even COBOL was one of my first languages I started off. Nice. <laughs> um, but today, yeah. you know, it's a whole different programming scene. You know, for me, it's Python, it's um, it's C, you know, there's um, Ruby. Yeah, yeah. There's so many different languages. And for me, I'm like, well, oh, it's a little bit out of my comfort zone. So I've yeah. used these types of platforms to look at certain areas that may not be my best place, but it's allowed me to learn very quickly. Um, so you do think, you know, these platforms are also helping improve specific skills in you know uh those areas and really helping change the learning in, in in itself yeah absolutely i mean you can have specific skills such as source you know source code review um having to 
uh, develop an exploit, which maybe, you know, maybe there is a public exploit available and you can download it or use Metasploit, but you're going to have way more fun if you try to use Python or something to put together your own thing. Um, and so, yeah, absolutely. Playing hack the box or, you know, uh, learning with Cybri will will really allow you to uh, level up your uh, your game in a lot of uh, different programming languages. Uh, what I would kind of mention as well is just the whole kind of learning by trial and error. I think there's uh, there's yet again been a lot of research that said, you know, the more kind of almost the more difficult the, the experience in learning, uh, the better you'd end up learning something. And of course, that's, you know, that may not be uh, the case for someone who's like, um, who's a complete beginner who needs to have a bit of handholding and, you know, needs to do the starting point first or something. Mm -hmm. But uh, generally speaking, I think it can um, help you um, improve a whole bunch of um, individual skills. Absolutely. And for me, I, I really like the aspect of different tracks. You know, if you want to do something around, you know, web side of things, you can focus down that path. If you want to focus around, uh, let's say that, you know, the Python coding side or yeah. where there's privilege escalation, you can go down those different tracks and, and, and specialize in those areas. Um, one yeah. thing, you know, I, so for me, I've been capture the flag for a long time. Um, mm -hmm. Is there different types of capture the flag formats? And I'd just like to get kind of what different types of capture the flags would be available. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, absolutely. There's uh, uh, there's Jeopardy, which kind of um, a lot of people use, and so you know you have your categories such as pwn, crypto, reversing, forensics, um, and you know in Hack the Box we have a whole range of categories. We actually recently revamped the mobile uh, challenges section, so you know with with. We've got some really interesting content now uh, for mobile. Uh, we've got hardware, which is like a pretty modern category, really. It's it's not one of the traditional ones, but it's one that we're seeing a lot of growth in. Um, and so that's that's fantastic. You know, um, in terms of just getting hands on, starting to play some some CTFs, uh, then Jeopardy is is really um, a great format. Uh, we also have uh, the battlegrounds here in Hack the Box, and you know. That allows you to use your attack defense. You can you can attack another team's uh, machines and and try to defend your own at the same time. And this kind of really uh, gamified kind of almost almost like a warlike experience. It allows you to really have fun with your friends. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's um, it's another great format. I really like those. Yeah. Just can can you clarify a little bit more details in yeah. One you know what's the difference between you know doing for example the machines themselves um, or specific challenges um is there is there a big difference um in in, in each of those yeah so uh, so interesting question i mean there there is a difference you're right and let's say if we're you know me and you we decide to do a ctf and and we want to try uh, try out some web challenges okay well we know straight away that it's going to be restricted to web right and maybe the title the description is kind of pointing to a specific uh, uh, technology or, or, you know, the uh, the content, uh, the design patterns in the challenge kind of um, help to guide us down a, a specific path and say, hey, this challenge is going to be based on PHP or it's going to be based on some, some sort of deserialization or maybe some sort of CVE that doesn't have a public exploit or something like that. And so with challenges, they're more specific on a, on a specific uh, skill set. Um, with machines, really... The, the good thing about that is it kind of more so replicates a a traditional pen test, right? Where you go through different phases. You have your enumeration, 
mm-hmm. situational awareness. If you're in a prolab, uh, you look to get a foothold on an individual machine. Maybe you need to move laterally to another user account. You can then um, try to escalate privileges. And, you know, there can be so many different uh, technologies on each phase. There could be web, there could be, you know, you might have to do some some forensics. You might have to do some reversing. And so it really is a bit of a mixed bag with machines. It it, it kind of tests you in a whole bunch of different areas. Okay. Okay. So it's, a, it, it's very, you know, you might have actually multiple scenarios that you need to do in order to get to the goal. Um, yeah, exactly. And it, versus challenges might be one specific flag. Yes, exactly. Exactly that. And, and it's kind of, you've got a bit more scope in a machine for, for really um, adding a narrative and stuff like that. So it's kind of a bit uh, more of a gamified approach sometimes. Although um, I would say actually that the hack the box challenges are probably some of the best out there for a casual CTF player. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, the work that goes into the Hack the Box challenges, I know it's it's just incredible what the guys are doing. And that gets me to my next question, because I know that you know, you're behind a lot of the, the content that gets created. Um, and I know there's a lot of, you know, even the community out there that's also sharing and, and, and contributing as well. I mean, how difficult is it to create a CTF machine? You know, what's how, you know, how much effort goes into it? Is it something, you know, you just all of a sudden just you know, compile <laughs> it and, and, and uh, configure it and it's done? Or is there a whole uh, testing behind it? Well, I guess if you're really into automation, you could maybe do that yourself, uh, like to to kind of uh, generate something. But yeah, generally speaking, it's such a great way to learn, and it can be hard. Um, but really, the uh, the research is so so rewarding. I mean, if you're kind of you know you found some cool stuff at work, maybe, and and you're like, hey, I'd, I'd really like to have some time to play around with that in in my free time. You can do that, and and. And you can read up on it and you can read around the edges and you can follow these rabbit holes that kind of might take you to somewhere cool, right? And um, yeah, it's, uh, like I said, it's just a really great way to learn by uh, by creating, by replicating these vectors. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it doesn't have to be super hard, but really I think that when you create something, um, you should try to, to learn something new along the way, right? And so um, uh, the process of actually learning something new isn't easy. I mean, it is hard, but it's it's super super fun. Um, and even if you're right at the beginning of your cybersecurity journey, just starting to create an easy machine or, or something like that, you'll you'll very quickly kind of get the bug um, for creating and actually learning at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so, and one one question around that, you know, with a lot of cases, what such as this year, of course, we had the big. Uh, Printer nightmare vulnerability came out. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, which ends up creates a lot of, let's say, unintentional other alternative ways to to pawn the back box that yeah. wasn't the intended way. Um, do they do they go back and actually fix those, patch those machines at later stages and reissue them, or or do they just leave those unintended ways and the machines? What kind of what happens after major vulnerabilities are found? Yeah, so. Uh, good question. I mean, we do obviously keep an eye on the latest exploits and, and the vulnerabilities that uh, that are released, and how this might impact not only live content but also some of some of the retired content. Um, and yeah, we're we're super mindful of this, and we're like, oh, okay, so we need to we need to patch this or we need to patch that. And I've got to say, the uh, the infrastructure team here here in Hackerbox is fantastic. They they always make sure that you know the content that had a that was designed in a specific way by content creators. They make sure that 
you know, we, we patch it for, for print nightmare or whatever to make sure that how the, how the machine or the challenge author intended it is it, you know, it's how it's still playable. Um, and so, yeah, they, they do a great job with, uh, uh with patching, um, uh, the content. Excellent. I, I always like it to, to go the intended way, um, that the author or the you know, creator, um, done rather than taking yeah, shortcuts. Yeah. Uh, so I, my, that's what always my preference. I, I want to learn rather than, yeah. you know, take 10 boxes that have the, the same exploit and just, just go for the, for the flag rather than actually learn on the, along the way. Um, one yeah, thing is I've fun. seen recently a lot of, uh, this starting to, I've seen a, a lot of recent, let's say, prize money coming up for a lot of these uh, environments. Is is this something that's on the trend? You, you know, what what type, for, for these competitive side of things, what type of money is up for grab or what type of prizes is available to those who are able to, for example, uh, get first blood or, you know, able to get the highest points? Um, is, is this turning into a very lucrative approach for, for those who like these uh, platforms? Well, the thing is, I mean, is that um, Hack the Box has... Uh, has done a global CTF this year. We uh, we do the university CTF every year. We do the business CTF, and and there's loads of amazing prizes up for grabs, right? And so it can be, um, it can be pretty lucrative if you, if you and your team manage to do really well on uh, uh, in a CTF, then then it can be great. I mean, you can get some fantastic uh, prizes. Um, something I would say is that you know on the flip side is you can also get paid for creating, right? So if you submit machines to hack the box and the machine ends up mm-hmm. being, you know, let's say it's, um, it's a hard machine and, and everyone loved it. We thought, wow, you know, the, uh, the research that's gone into this is great. Or, uh, the, the way it was designed was just, was just really enjoyable. Then, you know, you can actually get paid, um, mm-hmm. uh, very decently for creating content as well. Um, so yeah, uh, whether you like to make content or you like to be, you know, uh, to test your skills in CTFs, there's there's ways to actually get uh, to get money either way. Yeah. Interesting. That's I haven't thought about that one, so maybe maybe I'll look to to seeing what I've got in my lab to contribute. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, I do have my I, I have a, a lab set up here that uh, I've already pre-configured, so maybe there's a, an opportunity for that. Uh, one yes, one nice. thing is it, this gets sometimes. Uh, yeah, so it's to get very competitive. And that's one thing. I mean, for me, I'm very competitive. I like to do things quickly and 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 let's say really well. Um, yeah. How competitive is it getting between the you know the hackers out there who's 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 playing in the platforms? Uh, do they get um, and how how do you know do they gang up with teams and collaborations together? Um, you know, how competitive does it get? I mean. Yeah, pretty competitive. So we've got, of course, we've got the hacking playground, the uh, the main hackthebox.com site um, where you can kind of register and, and you can gain access to starting point uh, machines and challenges. And of course, you've got Academy as well, which is more more guided. But in terms of the, the competitive side, yeah, it can get pretty, it can get very competitive. And, you know, you see some of the best teams in Hack the Box, they've been playing CTF for a long time, but um, even the people starting now, with a few years of experience of Hack the Box behind them, they'll probably be some of the best people in Hack the Box. I mean, there's lots of people in the community um, that I saw a couple of years ago, and they were kind of starting their journey in Hack the Box and, and asking a lot of questions in, in the forums and stuff. And these are the people now that kind of, uh, lots of the new people ask them questions, and they're kind of like the leaders in, in Hack the Box now. So it's really interesting. Um, 
Uh, it is a competitive uh, environment, but it's also, you know, it's also a nice and, and, uh, and a supportive environment at the same time. I completely agree. I, I, some of the, I mean, I, I sometimes I struggle with a few areas. I think one one recent box I was telling you about I was doing uh, was uh, secret, <laughs> and yeah. uh, initial access was okay, but the privilege escalation side was complicated. It was kind of yeah. you you had to be really good at reading code. Um, so I you know I had to go and reach out for help uh, in order to kind of <laughs> get past certain areas. Yeah, um, yeah. So absolutely, and and there's a lot of people out there who's you know they. What I like about it, the community is, is that they don't want to give you the answer. They want to help you learn how to find the answer, which I yeah. like. It. I like that approach. Um, so I find yeah. that very valuable. The question is: Is do you think you know, from you know I, I've seen recently in Estonia they just did um, a major uh, hackathon, um, uh, Cyber Olympics uh, kind of hackathon within mm. the schools. Which I think mm-hmm. is fantastic because it's really getting you know from a young age, um, you know, contributing and getting that excitement. Um, yeah. So, just kind of question that you know, is, is Hack the Box doing anything around the education side of things within schools and, and universities? Is is there collaborations and, and opportunities there as well? Yeah, interesting. I mean, so so we actually partner with, um, I mean, uh, probably hundreds of universities around the world. Um, we um, we offer you know, labs that, that their students can help to supplement their courses with hands-on experience hacking into hack-the-box machines. Uh, we know that university professors are incredibly interested in using hack-the-box for, uh, for their courses. Mm-hmm. And we, we also offer the, um, the university CTF, you know, where each university that's, that's registered on, on hack-the-box, um, they, they put forward uh, the best team to represent them. And then, uh, then they battle it out, and you know, there's lots of prizes, as we've said, that's that's available there. So yeah, we've got a whole range of kind of uh, different ways that we help to support and and engage with universities and, and students. That's awesome. I think. I mean, for me, I think that's one of the things we really need to emphasize. You know, to really get more people excited about joining the industry because sometimes we yeah yeah people see the industry as something as doom and gloom but i think this is an exciting way to get more people interested one of the things yeah. in, in hack the box for the audience and maybe might some people might be kind of early in starting and just getting familiar with some of the the machines and challenges can you explain yeah. to the audience a little bit of what is the difference between fortresses and end games just to give them an understanding of what 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 they are and what's the difference between them okay nice i mean the there are some similarities, I've got to be honest, but there are also some uh, some uh, some key differences. So, essentially, a company will submit a fortress. So, if you know, if I'm a company and I submit a fortress to hack the box, this really allows me to uh, maybe plant a message on the fortress. So, when people uh, reach the final flag, they'll be like, "Hey, you can reach out to us. Send send your CV to you know our um, our uh, team, and we'll kind of review it and we'll." Uh, uh, we can start to have a conversation. And so fortresses are a great way for companies mm-hmm. to really um, identify the best hackers and also for hackers to really uh, to be noticed by major companies, really major, major companies um, uh, in the industry. Mm-hmm. And, and so endgames are more so submitted by the community or by Hack the Box staff internally. Um, and, and really they, they, uh, they give a flavor of a corporate network and, you know, uh, what it would be like to actually pwn and to start doing a hack the box prolab. So 
they're kind of like a little starter that shows you what a hack the box pro lab mm. can be like um so that's kind of the main differences for me okay. they they both have multiple flags and stuff yeah fantastic and another thing i mean so, so you know I, i've seen a lot of people uh you know Years ago, you know, seen you know, hack the box starting mostly in the UK and then evolving around the world, and you're getting yeah, globally, yeah. you know, in, and definitely North America and even here in Estonia, there's there's a, quite a, a community. Um, how global is this? Yeah. How global is it becoming? Is it something that you know? Because one thing is is a, there's a lot of countries out there, as you mentioned, you know, at the beginning, you may not have access to education systems in the countries yeah. uh, that would give them the opportunity to get into the industry. Yeah. Um, is this bridging that gap between? people who want to get started um, and all they need is a computer and an internet connection, to be honest. Um, is this yeah. really kind of, is it becoming a global kind of community that's helping um, yeah. those in, in, in countries that may not have uh, traditional education access? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I totally agree with that, Joseph. I mean, um, not only have you got kind of younger people nowadays who kind of expect to learn in different ways, right? It needs to be more interactive, more gamified. It's kind of learning and socializing at the same time. Really what we're seeing is, yeah, if you have a computer, if you have access to a computer, it doesn't have to be a good one. You know, it can be, you know, you can use a phone box, for example, which is kind of like a virtual computer in your browser. Mm. So you don't even need to have like a really high spec computer at all. Um, so you just need the desire, the curiosity, um, and a computer, of course. And then, you know, through through the Hack the Box uh, channels or various other social networks out there, you can start to speak with like-minded people who also want to learn by doing. Who kind of say, "Hey, shall we set up a, a, a meetup?" I don't. I'm not sure if there's one in our country yet or, or whatever. And so, what we're seeing is that most countries around the world now have have like a. Um, a hack the box meetup, which is amazing. There are like hundreds of these groups that we're supporting with access to labs. And yeah, I mean, it's just such a great way for the community to really self-organize and us to support them as well and to learn, to further their skills, to make new friendships as well. Like it's um it's a social thing as well. Absolutely. For me, for me, you know, I, I what I really enjoy doing is after after you know getting the flies and, and, and capturing machines. Yeah, um, I, I like going through. There's there's quite a few who submit the walkthroughs, mm-hmm. um, and I really enjoy afterwards going through the walkthroughs or even some watching some of some of the the, the on demand videos that you've got on YouTube, uh, yeah, which yeah. are also fantastic. And there's some great, uh, uh, you know, amazing rock stars out there who's making that content available. Yeah, uh, but one thing I, I really enjoy is that you know seeing the different thought process of other people and seeing their approaches and the differences they do, they do. Um, I think that's a, that's a th- an area that maybe, maybe it's something that, you know, potentially is that, you know, to, to have that a little bit more clarified in, in the walkthroughs into these are similar, for example, uh, uh, methods. And then these are have yeah. alternative methods that wasn't intended or have, you know, you know, interesting ways but i find it it's a very educational process as well having that content available um, especially for things like retired machines yeah absolutely joseph and you know what one of the really funny things i find is that if you're kind of just looking to maybe um uh, to set up like uh, the oracle toolkit for for attacking oracle servers odat or you're looking to um uh, to to, uh, troubleshoot something then 
if you actually search Google for a lot of these problems, it's surprising how many times Hack the Box articles or Hack the Box write-ups actually kind of are like the first couple of hits. And so this is something that I just find still now, you know, it's just unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. I mean, a lot of the searches I end up going to is, you know, some there's some... Some of the articles and, and the walkthroughs really have, have solved, not not specifically to what I'm doing, for example, trying to do a hack-the-box machine, but yeah, when yeah. I'm actually doing something else, <laughs> I actually find that some of the articles have actually helped me uh, uh, solve some of the challenges there as well. So it's impressive yeah. content. And one thing is, you know, for, for, for anyone, you know, in our audience is, you know, coming from you know, organizations or have security teams or pen testers or they're doing instant response and forensics, um, yeah. what value, what, what can companies get out of this? What what can they do, you know, other than, you know, getting their employees trained? Is there something they can do more with the platform? Well, I mean, of course, I have to use Hack the Box as, um, as the example here, but they, they have access to the enterprise platform, which is a new thing um, this year. And so um, they, can, uh, they can really use the enterprise platform to not only to assess candidates, but to provide some continuous learning to to evaluate their strengths and weaknesses. They can use it for a social um, aspect. So, you know, if you want to organize a team building thing, you can have a CTF or you can have a lab. And on a Friday, you can have some pizzas and beers, whatever, and then start going through through machines. I mean, mm-hmm. um, in order to really get the most value from the service, there's, of course, the talent search service. And, you know, as we mentioned uh, just now, Joseph, as well, they, they can submit a fortress, which which has a similar benefit in identifying the best people. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's really a lot of ways in in the Hack the Box enterprise platform that companies can get you know um, a really good deal for uh, for what they're paying for. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So one one thing as well, just moving on to to one area that I thought was really interesting. I, mean, I attend I attend a lot of events throughout the year. You know, lots of uh, of events, and uh, used to be you know once upon a time when you actually traveled and went to events in, in person. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in the, of course, in the past year, it's been very digital. And one event I attended uh, this year was KernelCon. And KernelCon, I, I thought it was fantastic. It was, a, it was literally um, you know, one day of uh, mini Capture the Flag events. Yeah. And you had so many awesome people on there. You had Chris Eagles, you had uh, Joe Grant, uh, John Hammond, and literally you know, going through uh, challenges that the uh, audience uh, who are watching uh, would basically vote for or, or, or yeah. kind of preference. And for me, kind of, when I was watching it, it really, and, and then thinking about um, you know, platforms like Hack the Box as well, it really kind of got me kind of thinking around, you know, this, people are starting to, to, to watch hackers from a streaming perspective when yeah, they're actually you know, in these platforms and actually going around the thought process. And they're, they're narrating about what they're looking at and what things they're thinking yeah. about. Um, and it really kind of started seeing that this is turning into almost like an eSports, you know, potentially in a couple of years' time, you might even see this as an Olympic sport. Um, yeah, yeah. Know, it's, it's, do, you think, <laughs> do you think this is, this is something that will be trending and, and eventually will be, you know, you know, streamed live on major events where, you know, teams of, of you know, ethical hackers out there will yeah. compete um, and just walk through the processes, just like we've seen in the gaming industry. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I have to say hacking is, of course, the new gaming. Um, so that said, but yeah, we we also have battlegrounds tournaments here in Hack the Box um, where 
we stream the players playing, we kind of have IPSEC and John Hammond narrating and, and kind of seeing, mm. you know, what are they thinking at the moment? What are they actually trying to do at this point in time? And it's, <laughs> it's a really interesting, like you said, it's a really interesting thing from a, from a spectator's point of view, being able to see that. And, you know, mm-hmm. if you're a beginner now, and you're kind of seeing how these guys are thinking. That's just such a useful thing to learn, right? The the actual uh, the actual approach and mindset of some of the best hackers, and you can mm-hmm. you know learn to do that yourself. Um, so yeah, ha- hack the box is uh, uh, is definitely becoming an esport, and and we're working with um, um, a lot of esports providers as well, and creating machines for them. And yeah, it wouldn't surprise me one day if if maybe hacking. Uh, was like some some you know some um, official esport somewhere yeah <laughs> no, I, I believe it will be it's only a matter of time um for me uh, you know even you know i've I've kids and, and watching my kids who basically spend time watching other people playing things like minecraft and, and other games is just yeah. and they spend hours just watching other people you know <laughs> and you're just like oh, yeah you know and then I think about myself. What's what's my you know? I, I, I'm an old retro gamer, and I I, I still love gaming. Um, yeah, I've got yeah. my retro pie filled with with as much games as possible. But I try to do spend nice. quite a bit of my time as well, keeping my skills fresh. And and you know, one thing is is, is just watching people like Ipsec or, or John Hammond um, and Joe Grant from the heart. I'd like to see a little bit more in the hardware side getting into this as well, because I think that's a yeah. interesting part for things like IoT. And I really like the the ones that was done recently, which was the dri- the printer drivers. <laughs> that was an yeah. interesting one. Um, so I, I like those uh, those concepts of of trying to get more hardware portions into it. Um, but absolutely, for me, it's it's. It's a direction that we're heading, and I, I think it's yeah. only a matter of maybe a year or so before we really see this as a kind of premium um, streaming, uh, maybe even mm-hmm. a dedicated channel <laughs> that will be <laughs> this all time that you subscribe to and just watch um, the elite out there uh, doing, you know, showing off their skills and uh, really helping the world. You know, ultimately, my my model that I say is, you know, there's there's two yeah. two models that I have. One is that. If I, you know, the more I understand the hacker techniques, the better I can understand about what things mm-hmm. I can do to make my organizations and other companies safer. And I think that's yes. ultimately kind of understanding yeah. these techniques and, and the steps that they do. It helps me put into to make this, you know, the environments safer. You can put the safeguards in place. And the other thing as well is that we all know that. You know, you know, vulnerabilities will happen, and you know, mistakes and misconfigurations will happen. My second yeah. part is that I always believe that you know, for me, it's about making the attacker's job, make making them f- take more risks. Exactly. Um, and the more exactly. I put challenges in place to force them to take more risks, it, they will create more noise. And the more noise they create in the network, the more chance we have at detecting them much earlier. So yeah, uh, and I think hack the box gives me those ideas and, and thoughts about, you know, how can I make their, their job more difficult to, to, to get them to take those higher risks and make mistakes? Yeah, yeah, that's so true, Joseph. I mean, coming from that um, similar background myself, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more, really. Having, having the offensive mindset um, as a defender just allows you to be, you know, to be more robust in what you're putting together. But also, as a defender, um, sorry, as an attacker, then having the defensive mindset also allows you to level up your skill set. So it's kind of great. You know, I kind of feel everybody needs to be purple. 
<laughs> we, we do. You, you need to, you don't need to be, for example, um, I, I agree. You don't need to be, let's say, uh, having all the skills of everything. You know, that's, that's, yeah. that's a difficult thing to do is, is being, you know, very broad skill set. You have to focus, but having knowledge and working together with people and, you know, across both, both teams and being um, somebody who's more kind of in a purple minded, let's say would be kind of, and being able to understand here, here's the attacker techniques and here's the defenses that makes yep. those more difficult. Yeah, um, yeah. So absolutely, it, it, we need both teams working together to make the world a safer place. It's not it's not a competition for them to fight each other, but it's a it's a comp- it's a, it's a place that we need better collaboration between both teams. Um, yeah, and that's absolutely. what we need to get to, and, and definitely purple teaming is is the future. Yep, yep, absolutely, Joseph, absolutely. Yeah, and I think you know you guys are doing a great job also in uh, in psychotic. Um, I actually used your products uh, um, a lot previously as well, and and so yeah, I think uh, you you know you guys are definitely um, uh, have a great mindset. Thank you. We 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 like to try and and, and do kind of my motto as well as you know make, make it difficult for the attackers to be successful, and yeah. give the defenders a chance. Um, you know that's definitely we want to make security usable um, in the end and uh, and make. Uh, you know, organizations as safe as possible. So th- thank you, and it's 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 always a pleasure getting uh, direct feedback from from uh, you know those who have used the products in the past. Um, I'd like to kind of get your thoughts in, in summary. You know, wh- where's the future going? What's what what key takeaways would you like to give the audience? Um, and some kind of thought for process. What what if they were, for example, what would be if they're new to Hack the Box? How would they get signed up? Because I think your your sign up process, <laughs> yeah, is, is very very genius uh, and very it's- creative. Um, yeah, so yeah. you would give people direction on, on next steps. It's kind of evolved over the years, if I'm honest. Um, we started off in 2017 with with like uh, you had to hack into Hack the Box, and and that was amazing. And even now, we still have the the you know we still have that challenge um, available if people want to do it. Uh, but yeah, in terms of let's say if we're a beginner and, and we want to ha- how we get started, well, you know, we probably have heard of Ipsec or John uh, John Hammond. And, you know, uh, we know that they're doing Hack the Box machines. And so we want to try out Hack the Box. Well, actually, if you just go to hackthebox.com, you can register. And and the first thing which you'll get kind of asked and, and prompted for is, you know, whether you want to try the beginner content. And so we have Starting Point, which is completely free at the moment. Uh, you just work your way through mm-hmm. The machines that take you from the very, very, very basics um, all the way through to poning an actual machine, and then you know at that point you're ready to uh, try some of the other um, uh, content on the platform that's suitable for uh, for beginners, you know, other challenges uh, and machines. And then it's yeah, so it's a very exciting time. I think my kind of key takeaway and what will happen in future, I believe that we will continue to make. The content in Hack the Box more personalized to each to each person, and and just make sure that you know each person that joins, when we, you know, when they um, experience the platform, that the content for them is precisely what they need for their individual journey. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So it's been, for, for example, for this has been a very educational for me, and uh, it's been a pleasure, Ian, having you on the show. Um, I think for the audience. 
um, you know, I definitely recommend the audience. If you're not using one of these platforms, definitely get signed up. And, and if you really want to accelerate your, your knowledge in penetration testing, digital forensics, anything in the industry, basically, um, this platform will definitely help uh, keep you up to date, keep learning, keep you excited, uh, give you a bit of a challenge. Um, and organizations out there definitely, you know, make it, you know, get it available for your employees because it is rewarding. Um, it is something that uh, will keep them, um, you know, one is, is keep them basically keeping up to date on the skills that your organizations mm-hmm. will need. Um, so, Ian, it's been a pleasure having you on this show. Um, hopefully, I will have you back on again in the future. Um, I'm looking forward to, to, to seeing more of the content that gets created. Um, any, any final words? Uh, likewise, it was great to be on the show today. Thank you so much uh, for inviting me. And um, I'm sure uh, we'll catch up soon anyway, either, you know, uh, virtually here or somewhere else. Absolutely. I'm, I'm excited about upcoming Lock Shields in, in Talent. So yes, hopefully that yes, might be yes. a, a, an opportunity. So, <laughs> <laughs> so for the audience, this is 401 Access Denied. Again, you know, go back and look at previous episodes, subscribe, um, you know, stay up to date, stay safe, and thank you for being an amazing audience. And I uh, look forward to providing more exciting episodes in the future. So all the best, take care, and thank you. Learn how your team can get a free trial of Cybrary for Business by going to www.cybrary.it slash business. This podcast is also brought to you by Thycotic, the leader in privileged access management. To learn more, visit www.thycotic.com.